One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody and welcome to All The Small Games. My name is Levens and joining me today, the one and only John Valenzuela. Oh, there's probably more of me out there, but I'm the best one there is. Have you Googled How's it? it other other, there's, there's, there, there are a ton of Andrew Levenses or like or lots of Andrew Levins, but... Uh, oh, right. Yeah. There's a few, like, that's the thing that my my spelling of Jonathan isn't like standard, but I think yeah. there's like one or two other... Uh, you know, Valenzuela parents out there that were like, let's give him a let's give him a first name of Jonathan, but spell it so that everybody will get it wrong for most of his life. Yeah, um, for those who don't know, Jonathan spells his Jonathan using only ampersands. Yes, there's um, a silent. His mother is Grimes. There, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. So we are doing a we're doing a big ninety first episode of all the small games today. We are uh, we're reviewing two. Pretty exciting games um, that we have both played this week, which is very cool. Um, one of them is Sable, um, a game that we have been awaiting for a long, long time. Hugely anticipated. Uh, since it was announced uh, over two years ago now. Um, there's just yeah. been a game that uh, we've been super excited for. Uh, and it's out. It's on Game Pass and PC. We'll be talking about that later in the show. And then a game that I mentioned last week. We are being like, just, we are drowning in, in, in quality indie games at the moment. And last week I brought up a, another game that hit, hit Game Pass, uh, published by Humble Bundle. Um, it's called Flynn, Son of Crimson. And it is a, like a platformer with a, a whole bunch of other like RPG elements. It's, it's a lot of fun. So those are the two games we'll be talking about today. Two games that you can play for free if you have Game Pass. Free, with uh, inverted commas. Yeah, heavy air quotes on free, but yeah. still. Um, but before we get into the reviews uh, this week, last week there was a Nintendo Direct with mostly big game announcements. But yeah, there were some big, big some big small game announcements too. Um, speaking of anticipation, John has been hotly awaiting the chance to buy uh, his favorite game of 2020, Disco Elysium, uh, a third time. Oh no, you've only bought it the one time, right? You have, have it yes, on PC. I've got it on. I've got it on my laptop. Um, and thankfully, if you'd already owned it, it upgraded to the final cut version for free. Right. But I have not only been anticipating the release of Disco Elysium Final Cut on Switch to play it again myself. I am also super excited for you to finally play it. Yep, that's. I'm definitely. I'm definitely 100 percent gonna yep. play this. This. This very brown long game. Yeah, your your pre-review <laughs> of it is. It's very brown. 
Levens, play the goddamn game, all right? It's like one of the best games ever made, in my and no doubt a few other people's opinions. Are you going to play it a third time when it's on Switch? I've only played it like one and a half times so far. Like I just tried out Final Cut on my laptop just to get a taste of it. Cool. But I'm going to do a full playthrough again on Switch. It is a game that supports multiple playthroughs, right? Like you can be a completely different type of person. Definitely. You can like, you very much decide what kind of character you want to be. And then you can just like play that to the hilt. So if you go into this game and you're like, I'm going to be an absolute idiot drug-fucked policeman, disco cop styles, you can do that all the way. Unreal. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, Disco Elysium is going to be on uh, on the Switch. Is it halfway through next October, month? October 12th. Cool. So that is coming out. And then a game that is out now uh, is a game that I said was out now last week, but not on Switch. However, one week later, it is on Switch, and it's free. Um, not, not, not free if you have Game Pass. There's uh, there's no air quotes uh, as I say that. It is uh, Deltarune Chapter 2, the kind of sequel, spiritual sequel to um, Undertale by Toby Fox. Originally, um, Undertale, the first chapter was a, was a free download. It came out on PC and Mac uh, a year and a half ago or so. And then a few months down the track, they put it out on Switch for free as well. Uh, I played it on my Mac and thought I was going to have to do the same if I wanted to play Deltarune Chapter 2 uh, within the next month. But... Thankfully, I held off uh, because, yeah, on, on Friday during the uh, the Direct, they announced that Deltarune Chapter 2 is free on Switch and I think all other consoles as well. Is it? Is it? Was it like a shadow drop or? Well, yeah, it's like available right now. Like it, it, all you did, oh, all yeah. it did was update the, uh, if you previously downloaded the uh, Deltarune Chapter 1, it now is called Deltarune Chapter 1 and 2. I, ah. I haven't gone in it yet to see if you can select Chapter 2 from the start. Um it's not a particularly long campaign, the first chapter of Deltarune, but I would be cool just to be able to dive straight in, even though I played yeah. the first chapter on a different platform. But who knows? We'll find that out at some point. When I, the moment I have, a, a, you know, a second to, to breathe and play a, a, a new Switch game, there's a there's a there's a like I said, a, a, we're drowning in, in indies at the moment, so it's hard yeah. to get a moment. The other the other bit of news is um, I think I might have mentioned it on the last step or something. The next chapter of in my opinion, the highly underrated game, The Long Dark, uh, has a date now. It's October 6th. We have a title. The, the fourth chapter is called Fury, Then Silence, mm. which, God, God damn, can, like, what an evocative title of a chapter. Is this a survival um, game again? I can't remember what, what yeah, game it is. It's yeah, the, it's the like, snow-based survival game um, with a really heavy kind of story. Like there is a there is a mode in the game where you can just survive out in the wild for as long as you want, or there is a a, a story mode that follows a um a downed pilot who's searching for his ex wife and trying to figure out what the hell is going on with uh with the world because apparently there's been some big catastrophe, but the next chapter is like set in a prison, um and it just looks wild. It looks like really good time i'm super excited and it looks like it's coming to all platforms on the 6th as well so i'm gonna fire it up on uh, my switch get into it whoa for the longest dark all right now it's time to review some games and uh yeah. look do, do we want to do the uh the, the hot little contender that the sleeper hit that i think could could get a pretty high ranking in my game of the year or are we just going to go straight to the game that everyone including us has been waiting for for many many years you know what? Let's do Flynn, Son of Crimson. Let's okay. start with that. This is a the, 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 the take you by surprise little indie that could. 
Uh, Flynn, Son of Crimson came out two weeks ago. Um, it was published by uh, Humble Bundle, who have published countless. They they are rapidly becoming my favorite indie game publisher. Um, I think they they just called Humble Games, but they are, it's the same guys that that run Humble Bundle, which is a charity, uh, amazing way to get a, a, a huge game collection quite cheaply, and all prof, all profits from their bundles go to charity, which is very cool. But they've uh, they've got a, a game development and publishing house. Um, uh, as part of Humble, um, and Humble uh, have put, given us games like Carto, Slay the Spire, uh, Dodgeball Academia. They were involved in Toem. Um, oh yeah, which uh, yeah, I, I, it, it it shows up in, when it came up in the credits because my my kids and I roll credits on that last week. Archie lost his mind. He was like, "That's the same guys that did um, Dodgeball Academia," which we finished the week earlier. Um, hey, side note: we finished Toem, the photography game. I imagine you finished it too. Yes. Did you get? Did you Lovely. find all, find all of the uh, achievements and animals and all that kind of stuff? Found all the animals. Finished all the um, the kind of you know quests on Stamps. the card. Yep. As for achievements, like I know one of the achievements is you've got to wear the clogs for the entirety so, of the game. Notice for five thousand miles. I don't know how nah, long that would take you to do, but yeah, if you haven't played Tom yet and you're going to start it and you, with the intention of 100%ing it completely, uh, when the old man gives you clogs, don't scoff at them when you realize it halves your walking speed. Just suck it up and keep those clogs on for <laughs> until you get the achievement because, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I basically 99%ed the game and then I was like, cool, only one last achievement to go. I'll just look up what that is. And yeah, oh, it was like, no. yeah, you have to, like, there are guys that have like held. Like gotten rubber ba- rubber banded their um their controller, and and so so he so they can just walk away as the character in Tom just walks around in a circle oh, for right. a, okay. an hour and a half, and that's how you get the trophy. Uh, I'd imagine you'd just be like, "Hey, Archie!" Yeah, totally. No, he was pretty bored by it. I was like, "Oh, just do this for He couldn't, he couldn't even last two minutes. He was so bored. All oh, right, uh, but <laughs> hey, man, Tilly. So that was an amazing game. Really, really a cute oh, experience it. and. I think 100%ing it, or 99%ing it, was also really fun. Figuring out what what was being asked of us for the achievements from like the cryptic clues that the achievements are called, and then trying to trying to solve them, uh, getting all the stamps, and and then fi- you know getting the, the the final picture of the game of, of Tom itself. Um, really, yeah. really satisfying experience. Reminded me that the ending reminded me ever so slightly of a short hike. Yep, absolutely. And that it's like beautiful beautiful visuals on a mountaintop kind of thing well yeah you're climbing a mountain in both games mm. celeste tom and uh a short hike big three-way yep. handshake yep spiritual spiritual uh siblings there yeah um anyway uh, enough about those games uh back to another game where you climb a mountain yes some of son of crimson that's, that's true um so this is a game that's been um developed by studio thunder horse Great name, by the way. Like in, oh, in terms fantastic. of fantastic. Yeah, uh, I don't. What else have they? I think last week we brought them up, and something else that they, they made something else that I liked. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're the uh, development team behind um, Flynn, Son of Crimson. I think those maybe it's the only game that they that they've made according to their website. I think it was. I feel like it's their debut. Cool. Well, it's a great debut, and I love yeah. I love pixel art games. Uh, I make no secret of that. Um, I'm at my I'm at my happiest when I'm playing a pixel art game, and this is one of the best looking pixel art games I've played this year. A, like gorgeous, vivid, very colorful pixels, um, like great enemies. You so basically you, you play as Flynn, 
this like silent protagonist kid who um, is told to go take your enormous dog, who is also like the guardian spirit of the land. Um, her name is Dex. You go take her out for a walk, and um, your your grandpa or your dad, or either your grandpa or your old dad, <laughs> you know, um, uh, says, hey, "Make sure you take the sword with you. Do, get some get some training in." And um, you, you take your dog for a walk, and then you meet this mysterious figure who tries to like sap your power using a crystal, and then you end up being given power instead. So she saps the power from your dog Dax, Dex. Um, and then um, runs off with his like the, the power that he's that she stole from him, and so you have to you're, you're told like you know Dex will die unless you help um, him her by traveling to these different destinations and getting these like you know MacGuffins from sure. all these all these different locales up the up this big damn mountain, um, and yeah, so you, that's it's, it's a big adventure story, um, but it's not cutscenes so much the majority of the story is told through npc interactions which i really like um and it has elements like you know you're you're encouraged to revisit levels so it is like you know side scrolling platforming levels but they're not stuck you know it's not this big one uh enormous map a la a metroidvania game it's instead it's um there's like a um a hub world, like an o- overworld map, map that's the thing. word so it's like, yeah. a, like like a donkey kong country country or a mario world um, you are you are choosing each level um, on the map and then going in and doing it. Um, when I started this game, the combat's very very simple. You have you have a sword that isn't particularly powerful. You don't have any special moves, um, and enemy variation is is pretty minimal. The um, platforming isn't particularly challenging, but it's a gorgeous looking game. The soundtrack's good, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I could I could play a few more levels of this. This is fun enough. Um, then just as I was getting a little bit bored of it. Um, you unlock a like some new ma- a new magic move, and then you are given access to a skill tree with maybe like thirty options of things that you can uh, spend. Because you know, the whole time I was playing these like first five or, or five to ten um, levels, I'm just collecting all these jewels, and I have no idea what the hell I'm meant to be spending the jewels on. Um, I was I was in the same boat. I was like, I have two thousand of these things. When the hell do I get to go spending them? Because every time you die in a level, you use five percent of your jewels. And I was like, oh, is this bad that I keep losing five percent of my jewels? I don't what like you know what, what what am I even collecting them for? Is it like a is it a Wario World thing where at the very end Wario Land thing at the very end you get like you get given a castle based on how much currency you've collected in the game well luigi's mansion did that too but no it's not that it is uh you 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 meet someone you've you basically like there's there's you you get to like the kind of hub world maybe like six levels in um and it's a place you keep returning to um a kind of like big big city and uh you keep free finding people throughout other levels that then return to that city and once they return there they can offer you things and there is one lady there who for for a cost um can teach you new moves and uh unlock new new stones on your skill tree which give you like yeah like attacks bonus health um all kinds of things it has that great uh almost hollow knightish kind of um thing where you have like a a meter of a health meter, but then you also have a, like a meter of um, like crystals that you can hold down Y, and that will heal you. Yes, um, yes, and yes, you, and, yes. And you get that by collecting green crystals in each of the of the um, of the levels. There's also a hidden shiny object in every level, and in that um, same hub world, there is a character like a big weird 
deity monstery kind of thing and you give him the shiny thing that you find on each level and he gives you 1000 jewels uh mm. yeah there's a, lot of, there's a lot going on like and and i can i've already seen myself get completely sucked into the you know i think i need 100 percent this game <laughs> i think i need to unlock right. every 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 skill tree option i need to go back and get every shiny thing because the more i play this game the better it gets and for anyone that's only played like maybe the first three levels and be like, oh, I know what this is. It's kind of like a, a duller Donkey Kong platforming kind of thing where you're a kid with a sword. It gets so much better so fast um, once you once you start unlock once once you hit the skill tree. I think the game in, 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 improves pretty drastically. But uh, I definitely am aware this is much more of a game for me and less a game for you, John. So please, that is look. I'm I'm in the same like I. Because in the Discord, obviously, I read you were playing it, and you were like, mm, "It's pretty basic for the first few levels." Like, I've, I've been, you know, you said you've been playing it; it's pretty basic. And then you had this big turnaround where you're like, "Whoa, this might be my top five game of the year," kind of thing. Which obviously, I went, "It's on Game Pass. I'll just download it. I'll take a pause from Sable for reasons that we will discuss when we get up to Sable, um, and just give this a try." And I definitely was like, as I was fighting through those first few levels, I was like. Oh, okay, yeah, I see kind of where you're coming from. Uh, I've just unlocked the skill tree myself. Mm -hmm. And thanks to some judicious shiny thing finding uh, and not dying overly much on the way up there, I managed to stack quite a few of those red gems and buy like a bunch of upgrades. Uh, I I kind of, this was a, a night or two ago, and I think I took last night off to do something else, but... I can see kind of like now the combat becoming a lot more satisfying since I've I've upgraded like the combo moves I can do and how powerful my magic is and stuff like that. Um, I definitely... One, one thing that I think is a big draw for me in terms of still playing is some of the earlier levels, like you were saying in the hub world, you'll, you'll, you'll hover over various nodes in this hub world and be told that there are multiple exits for a level. Yep. And so I definitely want to go back and be like, okay, well, how do I get to these multiple, like, where where are these multiple exits? I know some, some of them yeah. are, like, hidden underground. Hiding behind, behind a yeah. key as well, like, and you find a key in a later level, and then it'll be like, oh, now you can go back to that earlier level and find the other exit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I definitely passed a, a sort of, like, part of a part of the world as I was making my way up the mountain that suggests to me that maybe I'll unlock a wall jump at some point. Yep. Like, there's definitely, like, I feel like there's a double jump and a wall jump in my future. Yeah, I, I feel that way too. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things you're like, how the hell do I get up there? And, and the truth is you can't sometimes. Yeah. But other times um, it is just a case of, like, you backtracking, finding another way that ends up looping around and you end up back where you thought you couldn't get earlier. So uh, it's, okay. it's a cool mix of that. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it definitely rewards exploration. It, yeah, it's it has that fun thing of like, I can see it, now how do I get to it, essentially. Yes. Um, I think it's, you're right, it's definitely a very you game. Uh, so I'm curious how long I'll kind of stick with it, particularly with so much other stuff coming out at the moment that requires attention. But I think what it, 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 what it does isn't necessarily the most flashiest thing, but it does it very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I think if you're looking for like you know a game changing story, you're not going to find that here. But you are going to find like a like my kids are playing this with me, or like you know re- watching me play it, and it's their first kind of I- intro to like a you know a hero ascending darkness kind of you know 
Zelda-esque story. Um, and it's really enjoyable from that front. Like, I think it's a, it's a really well done version of, of, of that kind of thing. And you, you're learning more about Flynn. He's an orphan kid who has, so yeah, obviously that's right. The old man is not your old dad. He's definitely your grandpa or maybe just some old man who's taken a shining to you. These are all sure. potential characters in one of these fantasy, uh, kind of games. Yeah, uh, the old man archetype, but he's your Kenobi. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I did like the, the more you learn about your your history to the, the land that you're in um, is really cool. You end up unlocking this um, basically like like a power meter that when you hit it, you hit both of the um, the trigger buttons and um, you unlock like a berserker rage kind of mode, Ooh. which is really useful in boss fights. Um, there's there's a lot going on and I, they just keep introducing more and more different magics and weapons like you yeah so you you're adding weapons you're adding different types of magic you have access to um and then making all those things stronger as well and it's i mean it's it's really really fun because you hit some enemies that you have to cycle through various different magics and weapons to get through um which is really cool okay and I like that, like, usually when you play one of these games, like, I would I would probably describe, like, the combat. It's, it feels almost like a brawler game more than a platformer in parts uh, because all the enemies, need you need to hit them at least, you know, five to ten times uh, for them to sure. die. Um, but I love that you have a dodge roll, which is really, really great. Like, the invincibility window is is pretty forgiving um, and mm. pretty easy to understand. Um, so it's, it's, it's totally, like, a really fun game to, like, see how far you can get without taking any damage. Um, because even though it is like, it's quite forgiving, it, it, you can find yourself with one, one thing of health left and, and nowhere near any of the crystals that you need to heal yourself. So it can get tense pretty quickly if you aren't careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's some, there's some good, um, some good environmental puzzling as well. I think. Yeah. Have you done the, any of the underwater levels yet? No, I've not done underwater. I've done the like the the beach side or the the like the not so much underwater, but it's like you're making a way across a a, a water side thing essentially. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a really great puzzle where you're um uh basically bringing the, the level of water up in the level um repeatedly, Ooh. and it's it's really clever. And then like you you, you realize oh now it wants me if I want the secret in this level I have to go like hold my breath and try hope it lasts all the way to back at the start of the level if I want to get this trinket. Um, and and right. so playing that, doing that, making that decision when you have two kids that aren't used to these kind of games, like, oh, dad, you're going you're gonna to run out of oxygen. You're going to run out of oxygen. <laughs> uh, great shit. Really, really good. Um, I, I love Humble um, Games. Like I just think... Uh, every every time I love how many of them show up on Game Pass. I don't know who whose decision if that was a Microsoft or or a humble decision, but I think it's a really really smart decision uh, because it means I'll play every single one of the games they publish. Sure, I mean, and, and that's a combo of yeah availability versus like track record. Yeah, track record is is really really good. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I was just like, because it used to, it, you, Annapurna used to be the top, and then uh, you know you go and release one. Time looping game about incest after after and a weird game where you shrink stuff and basically just stop working with celebrities Annapurna and I'll I'll be happy. Sure, I sure. think that I think that is like a like a, a genuine criticism. Like I I think the someone Annapurna has this like fucking hair in their bum about like oh we have to we have to um, prove yeah, that we, video games are art or like and and the way to do that is to make them like movies and it's like I don't want to well, like it's even, I don't want to watch a game. <laughs> We're we're a subsection of a film production company. Sure, of course. Like, yeah, look, yeah. look who's on our Rolodex. Let's make use of them. But I, I look. 
crowbar some time into your schedule and play the Artful Escape. I know, yeah. So you, you finished that, that recently like, too. I did. Oh, amazing! Really stuck the landing. Really satisfying. Um, but yeah, that's some of the best celebrity voice work I've heard in a game so I'll, far. I'll add it to the things, um, the game, the list of games that I will play when my when everyone leaves my house, but me. Yeah. <laughs> when my kids go when back to my kids and wife go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I get, and it's um, such a small window. It's I I, I figured out that because like, New South Wales reopens in on the 11th of October, but school doesn't go back until the 1st of November. Oh damn! Okay. So I have I have from November until we break for Christmas, which I think is going to be like December 19 or something like that, sure. to play every game from 2021. <laughs> You're like emailing emailing the kids' school, like any chance of like a school camp or something? Yeah. And take like my wife or, too. Yes, totally. And my, and and my daughter, who's not quite ready for school yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cool. So Flynn's son of Crimson, incredibly yeah, look, enthusiastic thumbs up from you. If, if you are with with the like you know addendum that the like, caveat, sure. Yeah, like you know you have to make sure that these 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 kind of games, this like you know evocative of like. Sega Mega Drive and Super Nintendo, uh, you know, big fantasy platformer action brawler games. Like if they, if that appeals to you, this is a really good one. But if you are someone that, you know, thinks pixel art is boring or like is over side scrolling stuff, like I understand your hesitancy not to like it. But I think this is a really cool game. I like it a lot. If you're over pixel art and think side scrolling platformers are boring. Maybe you've washed up at the wrong podcast. I mean, I think I feel like we we're. we're I don't know. I, I do feel self-conscious of reviewing those kind of games a lot. It's sure, but it's but I, it's my like that's my absolute favorite kind of game though is a is like a pixel art platformer. So I'm always looking I for, think it for a good one. Provided you're approaching them with nuance rather than it ticks these two boxes, so it must be good. I think we're fine. Yo, wait till you hear my review of the frog game, uh, Dojeron or whatever that that, that came out last week. I love it, but like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's it's it's, it's an unbelievably simple uh, eight uh, eight bit style black and white platformer. I'll talk talk more about it next week whenever sure. when I've finished it. Uh, so we're going to uh, wrap up our review of Flynn of Crimson and Son of Crimson and uh, move on to our review of Sable. But first, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you so much, sponsors. Now, John, let's talk about Sable. Preparing myself for this one. Do you want to go? Oh, no. Do you want to go back in time to when we first found out about it? Uh, I want to say it was an E3, maybe back in 2018, 2019. Something like that, yeah. Um, so, it was definitely... I mean, it would have been the Xbox showcase, I feel. And 2017 you know, is when they started developing it. And it, and it premiered at the uh, 2018 PC gaming show at E3. Oh, okay, okay. So... Obviously, it was... I mean, I don't think there was any real in-game footage. It was kind of just a a look and feel sort of trailer. But immediately, obviously, you've got that fantastic Mobius-inspired art style to it. You know, meant to be very evocative of of, of a comic book uh, by the artist... French artist, Mobius? French artist, yeah. Yeah. Um, And on top of that, I mean, particularly one thing that really grabbed my attention was... A stunningly, like a snippet of a stunningly gorgeous track by Japanese Breakfast, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, since the release of the game, I've discovered is called Glider. And it's kind of like, I guess, what you would consider the lead single off the soundtrack. Yep. But, you know, it's this 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 young figure on a, on a, on a fairly alien world hopping on top of a, a gliding hover bike and just taking off on an adventure essentially yeah the, like the concept of the game was influenced by ray um in in the force awakens on on on, uh, on jakku if you remember those those opening scenes of that movie uh, that inspired could, sable yeah so definitely like the kind of trailer that makes you really sit up and pay attention because it feels like such it felt like such a breath of fresh air based on so much of the other stuff you would have been seeing during that showcase essentially like totally he here is something that we haven't really seen before. And that obviously led to us becoming very excited about Sable. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a game that's been developed by what started as a two-man team, um, Shedworks, uh, Daniel mm-hmm. Feinberg and uh, Gregorius Kytheriotis, Kith- oh, I think his name is. Okay. I was practicing pronouncing it Kithriotis. yesterday. Kytheriotis. Um, yes. So, and then we've also got writer Meg uh, Jayanth and um, then Japanese Breakfast doing the music as well. Um, so, I think, you know, there's probably more people that they brought in, but yeah. Oh, definitely. To- I, I, I checked the credits out um, just to, just for reasons we will discuss during the review, but yeah, <laughs> they, were, they definitely brought more people in. Um, so, yeah, it's been published by Raw Fury, um, who are a great publisher. Um, I think a they are. unsung very, hero very of Indie Game. Underrated. Publishing. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is a good. This is like a good get for them, really. To be trying honest, to, trying to think of like I liked. Uh, they did Gorna, Dandara. They did Dandara, which was great. Um, um, that that on, game, Bad look. North, the real time yep, strategy okay. game. I like that game. Um, Ernog Unlimited, the Niflas game. They did that. <laughs> they're, they're, okay. they're, they're a good publisher, um, and, that, and that game, Kingdom and Kingdom New Lands, that's them too. But yeah, Sable yeah. Is, uh, is definitely like the, the biggest game that they've published so far, maybe because of the hype, but also it's a, you know, it is a, a third person um, adventure game, um, which definitely is evocative of exploring 
the you know the land of Hyrule in um, in Breath of the Wild, and yeah. more recently um, the Pathless, which was published by the aforementioned Annapurna. Um, I think uh, those games feel very familiar as I play this one. Um, so it came out on Friday. Um, it, we, we've been playing it on Game Pass. It's also available on uh, on PC, so you can play it on all Xbox uh, consoles with Game Pass or, or on PC. Um, John, you've put a little bit more time into it than I have. I played a shitload of the demo. The first, my first criticism is, I wish that I didn't play a shitload of the demo, and or I was able to, like, it would have been great if I could have just carried over my game sure. from the demo. Because I I I I'd, um, I'd made my where, bike. Where did the where did the demo cut off essentially? Well, I, I made my bike, which is maybe like a ninety minutes in or something like that. You have to like go on a scavenger hunt to find pieces to make yeah. your to make your bike, and then I was like I kept exploring and then I you know I, I stopped and didn't go back to it. But like that's still like having to do a lot of those tasks again. I was like, oh damn it! Especially because. I've read a lot of criticism of the bugs in this game, and I was like, "Oh, that demo was like that I played was like, I wouldn't say buggy, but like some of the 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 driving mechanics maybe a bit clunky." But I didn't suffer for any any bugs. What are people talking about? And I fired up the the first the the, the from my new game um, on on yesterday, and uh, I had two crashes in the first ten minutes of my playing, and I was Wild. like, "Oh god, damn!" Because like, I knew you were going to be critical of it so i was like oh, i i don't I, w- I don't want to be like no john it, it's actually good having only played the demo so i wanted to put a, a good chunk of time in and uh yeah i was like shit not off to a good start having to like yeah I, it, the game crashed on me one time then the game wouldn't let me um uh like like select anything when i was in the game so i couldn't get on my bike or talk to anybody that oh okay little sure. dot didn't come up um and then uh and then it crashed again and then i reloaded it and I've played three hours since then. And I haven't had a single problem. Um, okay. And to that, to like adding on to that, I absolutely adore this game. And I, it bums me out that the um, technical mishaps are causing people to have a an experience that isn't as positive as mine. Yeah. Look, I okay. You you think that I'm about to tear this game to shreds? I'm not. You, 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 is, this is the new John Valenzuela. He hates indie is, games. There is. We need to, so we, First of all, we need we need we need you to issue an apology. My new favorite segment of the of the podcast. All right. What am I issuing an apology for? Last week, you accused the game Eastwood of not having the uh, the ability to hot swap between weapons. Okay, and you, you know can. what? <laughs> Pixpill apologized to me for not including a tutorial telling me I could hot swap weapons. I am not apologizing for that. I apologize to Obscure Tales for accusing them of having a game-breaking bug in their game. Like, Impeach John Valenzuela, 2021. That's a horrible thing to say uh, without, you know, kind of coming back and, and affirming it's not the case. Like... It's not like I was like, there'll never be one in there. And it makes the game impossible to play. And it also gave me like crabs or something like that. Like, yes, someone did point out on our Discord that it does have a hot swap weapon function. All I'm saying is, why did, why did it take someone in the Discord to tell me that? Why didn't the game tell me that itself? I ain't apologizing for shit, Levins. <laughs> Apologize um, to the great nation of China, makers of the game yeah. Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Um... Look, shut up. Um, shut up, there is, there, there is so much to love about uh, Sable. Off the bat, I want to make that absolutely clear. Like, 
I I have not experienced any crashes. I have experienced one game breaking bug similar to what you you outlined, except for me it was I was locked out of doing any other action except walking Sable in a straight line forward. Mm-hmm. So I had to like quit out of the game and then reload it to kind of you know get everything fresh again. It was particularly frustrating because at that point in time I was making an attempt on climbing one of the like spires that cartographers in the game oh, are yeah. you you find them up there and i was almost at the top and then it like bugged out and just walked me off the edge and i fell to the ground and kept walking i was like oh no i spent so long climbing this fucking thing um so but apart from that i haven't had anything that i would define as game breaking my big problem is that this thing chugs it chugs super hard at times. Okay, so you're playing By- it on on Xbox One. I'm playing it on Xbox Series S. I haven't. I would not describe it as chuggy at any point in my my right. playthrough. I've definitely I've checked in with a few other people. One who was playing on uh, like decently specced gaming PC. Another one who I'm guessing would be playing on Xbox Series S or X, and they both said like they've had yeah problems with it juddering I, as well. I, I've read. People having problems with it across all ways you can play it. So yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying it's an Xbox One thing. So from the get go, it bums me out as well because obviously first impressions are the ones that people t- tend to go off, and a lot of people's first impressions of this game is going to be this is undercooked. This should have delayed six months maybe to kind of optimize the code a bit more and chase down some of these bugs and whatnot. Um. But I was talking about positive stuff. I'm talking about positive stuff. So the story of Sable is you play the young title character who is a young girl called Sable who belongs to a, a Come clan. You, you just missed the opportunity to say the word titular. Titular. <laughs> That's my favorite word. <laughs> um, yeah, you play this young girl, Sable, who who is part of the Abexi clan in a world called Midden. In this world of Midden, at a certain age, people go through a kind of rite of passage that's known as the gliding. Um, And the point of this is that you leave your clan and you head out into the world to essentially discover who you are. You you go around, you talk to people who, who, you know, potentially will give you jobs. uh, And if you complete these jobs, they give you badges uh, according to what sort of profession they belong to. Uh, and once you have three badges, you can visit a mask maker and have a uh, you know a, a mask around uh, you know whatever your chosen profession is. That's kind of how you find yourself in the end. One of like this, what I've just described is kind of one of the first things that I really love about the game. Like, what an evocative quest just mm. to be sent out into the world and discover yourself. There's no combat in this game. There's no great evil you're expected to best. There's no, you know, there's no kind of rot to scourge from the land or anything. It is just hop upon your bike, head out into the world, explore, talk to people, do whatever you want. And once you feel like you've discovered who you are as a character, great. You've, you, you've come back and have a ceremony. Game, it's time to party. Um, yeah. I like that before you head out on your gliding, um, every older character you've spoken to has already obviously done their gliding and decided who they want to be. And so they're offering you advice. And then there's one girl in your hometown that 
is obviously younger than you and has not done the gliding and all she knows of the gliding is that so many people that that she knew that were older than her haven't come back and she doesn't want you to do the same thing so it's kind of cool seeing all the different takes on this thing that you're about to embark on from you know whether they've their own experiences or the experiences of other people doing it and them watching and that's i mean the lore in this world is great because it's it doesn't feel heavy or complex it feels relatively light in that Mm -hmm. you know they're not drowning you in decades or centuries of history they just it is hey you're of the age now where you go out into the world it's called the gliding go and do your thing essentially i really love the writing in this like you'll have you know dialogue options you'll you'll say someone will ask how are you and you will say i'm happy i'm sad I'm indifferent and you can choose I'm happy and then the subtext will appear and it'll say like I tell her I'm happy I'm happy even though I'm fighting other emotions from spilling out of my mouth um, as I talk and like I I really like that way that it fills in little blanks of subtext that other games wouldn't yeah you essentially it's it's in between dialogue you'll often have um, Sable herself like narrating either her own feelings or how she's perceiving the person that she's talking to and some of those just like some of those bits of prose are really kind of like quite poetic in a way, like very very beautifully written. Um, another thing that I think to love about this game is obviously as we gushed before the visual style of it, mm-hmm. um, particularly like you start the game in a in a temple, and as you kind of make your way out of the temple for the first time to reveal this like brilliant sunlit desert vista with your the, the the camp of your nomad tribe in the distance absolutely breathtaking yeah like, it looks, what a, it looks what a f- incredible yeah um there's a day and um, night cycle uh so in the daytime it looks i don't know do you prefer walking around making your way around this world in the day or in the night I think definitely day. Yeah, it's it well, gets a vibrant. little muted for me at my, at night. Well, well, there are some points in the in the cycle where, like, yeah, you're pretty much playing just a one toned game. It's like the one color. It's also the same when you're doing some some of the exploration of like temples and spaceships. Uh, it it goes down to like yeah, just a really kind of soft mauve color mm-hmm. for dark spaces, but still everything kind of outlined, which can make things a little bit tricky. But it's an interesting interesting visual kind of approach to doing darkness rather than just it's black. Yep, totally. And yeah, so you, you meet lots of different people as you go out on your on your gliding and they will ask you to help them in some way. Um, like, for example, I met, I met a mechanist. Um, yep. And uh, basically, yeah, you, you, if you want to get a badge, if you get three badges from the mechanists, you can become a mechanist. So I did, I've, I already had one. You, you, you leave your hometown with one already. And so the moment I met another, I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll go, I'll make this my second badge I get. And the mechanist said, um, out on the other side of town, there's like a, a wind turbine and it's, uh, it's, it's not working. Go out and figure out what's wrong with it. And so you, you trek, basically you have to drive on your hover bike for, I don't know, like five minutes through like a pretty barren but beautiful world. And then yeah. you, once you get to the destination, you have to figure out how are you going to get to the top of it. Um, you you are able to climb, but a la Breath of the Wild, you have a stamina meter that if you if you max it out as you're halfway up a mountain, you'll fall down. Um, so yeah, once you get to the top of it, there's something stuck causing the wind turbine to, uh, to, to, to not move. So you have to repair it, then you go back on that, that massive trek back to the town that you were in. And the mechanist is like, thanks for that. Here's your badge. 
Um, so they're pretty. Some of them are pretty like easy like that. Others will be a bit more puzzly of nature. Um, there's like also lots of um, crash spaceships um, that you basically find. You, you you have to explore until you find like the cockpit, and then you get like a, a black box kind of thing where you find like the last conversation the pilot and the people on board had before. Yeah, um, and that that becomes an on, an ongoing quest. Yeah, uh, is to track down all of these things. I love. I, I just the last thing I was doing in one of the areas because it's interesting it doesn't it doesn't necessarily funnel you to a particular area. No. After I mean obviously once you leave, you leave your first you know the area where your nomad camp is and it kind of pushes you towards a region, but then after that it's really you can explore however you want. So I'm curious if we've even seen the same parts of the map yet, but I've just had. Um, uh, a pretty great experience exploring this like absolutely colossal crash spaceship called the Whale. Cool. I, I noticed I, I went on because I wanted to know how much how much for more of the game you'd played than me. So I looked on your profile, and we have a few of the same achievements. And yeah, you, you've explored one of the other spaceships that I have, but not I've not I've not met the Whale yet. That's exciting. Yeah. So I mean, generally, whenever like one of the things I've realized. Similar, I guess, to Breath of the Wild. Like the first thing I do when I enter a new region is track down the the geographical feature that the cartographer. Yeah, is, no, of course. Is, for those who don't is, know, cartographer is French for map cunt. Yes, I was going to say this game has map cunts. Um, yeah, so track down where where they are, go find them, and buy the new map. Essentially, and when you when you get the map, it doesn't necessarily or it doesn't tell you like here are all the things on it. You just like you kind of look at it and work out like, okay, that big, you know, blob that is colored differently from the blobs around it. That's probably something I want to go check out essentially. Yeah, totally. And, and other, pe- is- other people you meet will be like, Hey, East of here, there is a, you know, a, a bug nest. Go, yeah. go, go get some bugs. Um, so there is a lot of like, you have a, basically if you, if you push the left trigger, I think it is, um, it pulls up a left compass, bumper, yeah. a compass yeah. around you. Um, and uh, yeah, you can, it, you can use that to kind of orient yourself towards um, things that you've marked on the map because the other bumper brings up a telescope um, that you can put put uh, landmarks on the map with. Which that that function is a bit awkward in my opinion. Uh, yeah, like, it, it, the more I've used it, the easier it is. But there are some points in the map where it... Like you'll be like, why does this look really? And you realize because it's like she's looking like immediately in front of her and you've got to make it go all the way out to where you want to look yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think another huge highlight is the soundtrack. Man, so there oh is like, oh my god, yeah, Japanese like, breakfast knocked it out of the fucking park. There's lots of great interstitial moments of music in like you know certain areas have a score, um, but I mean I, I think the the best example of this happening is um, in Red Dead Redemption, the um, not not Red Dead Redemption, oh, Redemption Two, but the the PlayStation Mexico. Three one, yeah, I, I, and I think a Jose Gonzalez song plays at yes. one point. Yeah, yeah. And it's this beautiful moment because, like, yeah, mostly it's just interstitial music playing during that game. Lots of, you know, banjos and whatnot. But <laughs> this is like, yeah, just like you're, you're, this moment of peace as you finally get to Mexico. Um, yes. After this, like, hellish gunfire battle to get there. It's a great game. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the, this beautiful moment of clarity as the song plays. And so, yeah, once you've... Um, once you've, I imagine this would have been when the demo finished. Um, if I yeah, kept probably. playing, once you've assembled your bike and said goodbye to your village, um, 
you kind of go through this big archway um, and that's when uh, the music starts playing and Sable comes across the screen and un- until you until the song stops, you are just uh, gliding around as this incredible song, which you've no doubt heard if you've been paying attention to this game. It was performed by Japanese Breakfast at last year's Game Awards, baby. Um, or was it the Game Awards? No, it was Summer Games Fest, whatever it was. One of, yeah, one of the Jeff yeah. Keighley things. Um, but that plays. And uh, it's that, have, uh, it was not quite as special as um, the Red Dead moment. The song is just as good, if not better. Um, but I was on a glider and the camera pans up to show you like the writing for Sable. And then when it panned down, you have this beautiful music as my glider and, and Sable upon it were trying to like go vertically up a, a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, a pretty funny clunky moment set to a beautiful soundtrack. Okay, so as as I said at the top, there is a lot to love about Sable. Even and, even and that's com- the end of the episode. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop me from doing this, Levens. Above, above and beyond. Okay, so some of the, some of the qualms I have. One, the writing is fantastic, but it definitely needs to go through some editors and some proofreaders again. Okay. I've I've picked up some missing words, some missing punctuation, and there is I've noticed on a few conversations this clunky tendency to like so you choose the dialogue option you want. So it'll be like, what's there to see around here? And then it'll come up with one of those little bits of, you know, sort of sable narrating what she's doing, and it will start with, I ask them what there's to see around here. And it's like, I know, I just selected that option. You don't need to kind of tell me this again like you could cut that sentence out and the rest of it would work perfectly but it just feels clunky with it there there is also i've noticed a bit of a like the way it handles the or the dialogue engine feels like it's not applied the same way to everybody because like yeah i'll agree with you with that there, yeah there'll be some times where it's like i'll pick a dialogue option they'll talk to me and then they go okay bye and exit even though there are other things i want to say to them Whereas some characters, it's like you have to manually exit the conversation yourself. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't care which side you choose, just make it uniform for everybody kind okay. of thing. Yep. You agree? Uh, not really that part, but there are moments with within the chat engine with uh with, with certain characters. Like you'll you'll select like you'll say you want to give a character something, you'll give it to them, and then it will say, um, Hey Sable, nice to see you today. What what's on your mind? And it's like, no, no, no we've had our we've had our conversation already. Yeah. I gave you this item, and then you have to like go through a forced forced dialogue. Um, well, I even like I ran into because I made it to a third like a third spaceship cockpit, and I'd obviously like when you go through the first one, it's like, hey, you kind of set up a profile on this spaceship, like a security profile, mm-hmm. and then the second ship I went to, the AI. Uh, Sarin, which is the name of the AI, was like, hey, welcome back, Sable. There's some new messages waiting for you. And obviously I got like a new little hit of thing. Then the third spaceship cockpit I went to, it was like, hey, we need to set you up with a security profile. And I was like, what? No, I've done that. Like, you should know who I am by this point. You're the third spaceship I've visited. So there's definitely some stuff like this. All right, this point, you're probably going to find wild contentious. The hover bike is dog shit. No, it's great. It's like, I, no, I love my clunky it, little red stripe guy. He's awesome. It's just like 
it, it basically comes down to like, I'll be fanging along on this thing. I'll go off the edge of a dune. And instead of like doing a graceful kind of jump and then landing or something, it like flies a bit out, sinks like a stone and then hits the ground like a deflated basketball. And it just like, you know, and suddenly I'm like, I'm having to correct my steering and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm just at first, because, you know, you mentioned earlier, like the, the journeys you go on are quite long and particularly barren. There's not a lot to see between like, you know, the town, you, the location you start at and where you're going to, mm-hmm. which I was going to have as like a complaint, but it's sort of like the, the places you go to explore feel rich and complex enough that I don't feel like I'm missing out on a lot elsewhere. But the first few times I went out, I was like, this is going to be sick. It's going to be feel so great, like fanging around on my, on my hover bike. And then after about 10 minutes of driving that thing and it just feeling kind of clunky, I was like, thank God there is a fast travel option because, you know, rather than having to, yeah, if you go back to the map, if it's somewhere you visited before, you can fast travel to get there. All right. So I was like, okay, I'm now driving out to places and then once I've done what I need to do there, I'm going to fast travel back. Just like if they just tweaked the physics on the bike a little more so landing off a jump didn't feel quite so heavy or even you don't go flying off the edge of a dune, you just kind of like hug the dune up and down so it feels like this nice sort of gently rolling trip around. That I think would be a bit more satisfying to me. I I think yeah my love of like the the exhaust the beautiful line of exhaust that follows you I think that overshadows any clunkiness in terms of I I forgive I'm pretty forgiving of that yeah I do I do love that aspect for it and I love that your bike is you can get a heap of like bike customizations and upgrades at various places yeah and I imagine like you know you can improve the handling and the speed so I imagine you are going to be able to have like a a, a much smoother experience the more you play it. Yeah, I think it's definitely... I'm looking forward to kind of exploring some of those. I mean, I just I just arrived at what I think is one of the major settlements in the whole map, which is a town called Ecria. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm, I'm super looking forward to getting in there and exploring because I think there's tons of people to talk to in there. Straight off the bat, I got given a job from one of the city guards because when you get there they're like oh the power's out in town and everyone's kind of freaking out about it and a guard walks up to you when you enter the city and is like you look like you can handle yourself glider plus you'll be free labor essentially so go and do this here's a sword go kill everyone freaking about out about the electricity yeah (laughs) this place is becoming a police state have fun (laughs) sable no he's like look i need you to take this old power core and get it charged back up but also see if you can find out who might be behind these blackouts and that kind of stuff. So I'm super looking forward to going back in. And it's one of those things where it's like all, all of these things that I've mentioned are outweighed by what makes this game fantastic. Like sure. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here being like, don't play this game. I think over time it will definitely like Shedworks will continue working on this. They'll patch out most of the, most of the buggy stuff they'll um you know they'll smooth out the code with some optimization to make sure that you know it loses that chugging uh and it'll just get better and better as for like the handling of the bike and some of the dialogue engine stuff it it is what it is um you know maybe they'll turn their attention to that maybe they won't maybe it is part of it being undercooked they just ran out of time to really polish that sort of stuff 
Um, I think it adds to the charm, but I can see people calling me out as, like for that being a cop out. But I don't know. It, it, this game, you know, it is a bike that you've put together out of scrap parts that you found. It makes sense to me within the game that maybe it, it handles like shit sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, if I put new parts on my bike and it starts handling much better, then I'll have that understanding of, okay, yep, it's part of the sort of, you know, the the like subtextual narrative of, like you said, you built a bike from scrap. Now you have a, you know, now I've put proper parts on it. It's much better handling. Um, There's no reverse on the bike as well. That gets frustrating. Oh, I will say it does have, actually that's, one great thing and one annoying thing, you can whistle for your bike. Yep. That like rules. so if you're out if you're out and about and you've landed I'm, somewhere. I'm certain from, that the left trigger reverses. I've tried. I think it's just brake, maybe. I'm looking forward to another apology. <laughs> uh I would love it if you have to apologize. Apologize apologize for liking your game too much that I accidentally invented a reverse button, Sable. Um yeah, so I love that you can whistle for your bike, and I also love the way that, like, the whistle is you yelling the name of your bike. Like, your bike has a name that, you know, it's a lot of mechanist kind of lore around it, like things having names long before they're built, but just hearing Sable yell, Samoon! <laughs> I don't know, there's something weirdly satisfying about that. Yeah. But one annoyance I have is that often when I'm going on a ride, this big white box pop-up will come up saying, hey, don't forget, if you can't find your bike, look on your compass and like where this blue symbol is, that's where your bike is. And I'm like, I don't need that anymore. I can whistle for my bike. Yeah, I've never had that. I've had it, like, it weirdly has popped up so many times while I've been playing and on top of the fact that, like, I can call my bike whenever I want. I don't need to look on the compass for it. You've told me this four times before. Why do you keep telling me this? Um, yeah. So, look, like I said, so much to love. So many reasons to play it. There's rough edges. If you feel like the rough edges are going to bother you heaps, give it give it a month or two. There's no doubt. Da- I have no doubt that shed works are working, you know, like putting in the hard yards to kind of polish this game up even further now that it's launched. Uh, but if you are, you know, if you're not afraid of a, uh, a raw game situation, dive on in now, guys. The water's fine. It's beautiful. I really love it. Um, I, I, it's all I can think about right now. I thought I was going to 100% uh, Flynn, Son of Crimson this week, but Sable is taking priority. So uh, this will be the game that, and, I, and I'm, I'm in that for the first time in a while. I, I need to stay up and play this one late, and uh, and and kill yeah. myself while I play this. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, you'll uh, only kill death. yourself. You won't be killing Sable. Nope, or anyone in that game. Not, yeah. not even not even a bug. I liked that yeah, part true. where you had to like climb the tree, get the seed. The bugs eat the seed, and you steal the bug. Hey, guess what? Skipped that bit. How? There's a cave under the um, the nomad camp. Yep. Because when you talk to people to find out what to do, they're like, oh, you could go get these beetles from over there. You'll need to do this to kind of attract the beetles out. But you can ask another thing, which is like, where does the, the little shitty kid that's stolen whatever you're looking for, like, where do you think they hide stuff? And they go, well, we don't know, but she does spend a lot of time in the cave underneath oh, the right. nomad camp. And so I just went for a wander around and was like, there's a cave. There's a smaller part of the... Ca- hey, I found the thing. Sick. Oh, so you just you took it from her without her even 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I stole it from her hiding place. Like, I didn't need to go do the Beatles thing. Oh, see, I really liked the Beatles thing. So maybe you miss out on the best part of the game. This is why I like it more than you. <laughs> Have you met the chum queen? No, no, I just have all these fucking eggs. What do you do with the eggs? You'll you'll meet a character, um, uh, which is like the the sort of grown up version of what hatches out of these eggs, and she asks you to go and find, like, find these eggs and bring them to her so she can raise what's in the eggs herself. Right. Uh, and in return, she upgrades your stamina. Awesome. Yeah. Which makes. You know, a lot of the traversal a lot easier. Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. I love, I love, I love a stamina upgrade. Looking forward to that. Plus, the interactions with the chum queen are like oddly really nice. Okay, unreal, cool. Yeah, yeah they, they, um, as are most interactions with people in this game. It's a, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So that is our review of Sable. Um, like we mentioned earlier, it's available on Game Pass, Xbox, and PC. Um, and uh, of course, we talked about uh, Flynn, Son of Crimson. Um, earlier in the game and I forgot to mention where you can play that I believe you can play it everywhere I think it's on um, Xbox PlayStation let's have a look Um, Switch PlayStation Xbox and PC so there you go oh and Mac too so it's on everything Um, definitely give both games a shot I think they're two two big highlights of the year uh, that I enjoy a lot um, and it's, sure. a good, it's a good time to love to love lots of games. Uh, so that has been the episode. I've been Andrew Levins. That has been John Valens Whaler. And this Correct. has been All the Small Games. Uh, if you want to find us online, you can at uh, facebook.com slash all the small games or Twitter. We are at all the small game. Um, if you want more, um, and this is the, if this is your first episode, we record every single uh, week. The, fir- the episode goes up maybe the first half of the week uh, each week. I don't want to commit to a day because uh, we're in lockdown and shit's weird trying to schedule time. Yes. But um, we uh, we have a Patreon if you want bonus episodes. Um, we just recently recorded an episode of our side co- podcast, uh, All the Other Things, where we talk about everything that isn't an indie game. And uh, this most recent episode, I talked about uh, Stephen Chow, uh, who directed the movies Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer, From Beijing with Love, CJ7, and The Mermaid. I've been re-watching a lot of his uh, excellent uh, Hong Kong comedy action movies. Um, and we talked about our favorite ones of his movies. Um, John, what did you discuss? I can't remember. I talked about the new Disney Plus series, Only Murders in the Building. Yep. Uh, also discussed a, a kind of hybrid stand-up special and documentary, uh, which is Rory Scovel's Live Without Fear. Perfect. And I, th- I think you had a you went on a bit of a deep dive of like your love of Wario games. Yep. I love those Wario games. Um, look, I don't know which celebrity is playing him in the Mario movie. But it, it can only be better than whoever's playing Mario. True. Um, so, yeah, this has been All the Small Games. If you want to hear our bonus episodes, patreon.com slash all the small games is our Patreon. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes every single month, plus access to our Discord community, which we would love for you to join. So you can talk about indie games and other things with a uh, host of excellent, excellent listeners just like yourself. Um, finally, uh, if you want to email the show, you can. All the small games at gmail.com is the way to get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.